This episode of Upstream in Perspective is brought to you by IHS Markets Upstream Insight. Our team of industry experts analyze the interplay of geopolitical structures, government priorities, corporate strategies, and global markets and technologies to deliver forward-looking solutions that lead to more informed and efficient decisions. These solutions are available via recurring reports, interactive analytics, robust data sets, and bespoke engagements with experts. Learn more about our offerings at www.ihsmarket.com energy. I'm Sheila Moore, the director of the Upstream Capital Cost Service. In this podcast, we aim to provide you with our latest research and analysis. Today, we'll be focusing on the oil and gas labor market. And to talk about our latest research on the subject, I have with me our labor analyst, Jeff Nitto. Besides writing the labor section of the UCCS quarterly report, Jeff has written two insight reports this year focusing on the labor market. The first one titled, Is the Oil and Gas Industry No Longer Sexy? The second one, The Oil and Gas Labor Force Must Evolve to Defeat Its Greatest Threat. And again, welcome, Jeff. Thank you, Sheila. Yep, very excited to be here and uh, talk to our clients about labor markets. Great. I have some questions to get make sure our clients understand what's happening in the the market. So what is the oil and gas labor market outlook for the remainder of 2021? Yeah, so 2021's been off to a little bit of a rough start for labor markets. Uh, in the first and second quarters, it's been a little bit slow to see a return of employment in, in the oil and gas sectors. And it's certainly been uneven based on the spread of COVID-19 variants, uh, making labor availability uh, very much a challenge in certain countries with high infection rates. So, so we do start to see labor markets uh, pick up here in in the mid to kind of second half of 2021. Uh, we would expect wages to rise uh, over the next few months as economies are kind of getting their feet underneath them, and uh, you know we would expect to see that you know employment starts to return closer to the 2019 levels, but unlikely to quite get there by the end of 2021. So you mentioned how economies are recovering. So um, for the U.S., how will President Biden's job and infrastructure plan, if it's passed, affect workers in the U.S. oil and gas industry? That's a that's a good question. Uh, so with uh, President Biden's plan, you know, there's a heavy focus for those who aren't familiar uh, on on enhancing clean energy and EVs, and and so the the thought or maybe the fear is that you know oil and gas will start to get phased out. Uh, but so so even with that kind of focus on renewable energy and the renewable energy workforce, I mean, there's still going to be a place for oil and gas kind of in, in the future here, especially in the United States. So while we do see job you know possibilities increasing in the renewable sector, you know, oil and gas is not going to fade away. And we do expect jobs to return over the next few years, uh, even if if the jobs and infrastructure path plan is passed, uh, you know, there's a very good chance that um, the oil sector continues to expand uh, as you know, opportunities continue to increase and project activity rises. So, um, you know, there is the threat that, you know, workers could switch careers and try and shift focus to the renewable sector. Uh, but honestly, you know, there really isn't as much money in renewables as there is in oil and gas at the moment. So, um, and the, the job opportunities in terms of employment levels are also lower in, in renewable energy. So while those, those job you know, levels in, in renewable energy are set to increase, uh, there's still going to be growth in the oil and gas sector. So uh, while while the Biden plan is, yeah, once again, heavily focused on clean energy, uh, it doesn't mean there's going to be a complete phase out of, of oil and gas uh, and, and the workforce there. 
Okay. What about the future? What do we see in the future? What are the main challenges for workers in the oil and gas industry over the next several years? Yes. Yeah, so in, in my most recent report um, about some of the greatest threats to the oil and gas industry, I really looked at, at the data kind of surrounding oil and gas employment and demographics. And uh, what I found was actually quite interesting. So in demographics, for example, there's actually a very even age distribution across the oil and gas labor force, which was kind of a shock to me. Uh, you know, I, there's, I've read some articles about the industry aging, but really the, the data shows that there is a, you know, a, kind of an even distribution of, of age ranges for different project types and different employment um, skill positions is what I was trying to say. So really the demographic issue is not one that I think is going to be a, a major threat to oil and gas moving forward. And you know, I previously mentioned the fact that renewables are expanding and how you know that looks attractive to some people. But uh, once again, yeah, the job numbers really don't quite support that in the fact that you know there's so much more employment in the oil and gas sector globally that there's really not enough jobs quite yet in renewable energy to support some, some sort of mass exodus out of the oil and gas industry. So you know I think job stability is still going to be you know paramount to the oil and gas industry and the fact that you know, there's not enough jobs to switch to really quite yet. Uh, one other thing too is, yeah, the, the salaries that are paid in oil and gas are are usually better than in renewable energy, especially for skilled positions such as petroleum engineers. Uh, you know, they can get paid a lot higher than some of the, the top tiers of the renewable energy industry. So, uh, you know, oil and gas has a little bit more deep pockets than some renewable energy companies. So the ability to pay workers more will, will always be attractive to a certain set of workers. So really that comes down to, you know, what is kind of the main challenge facing the oil and gas industry? And, and from my research, what I was able to tease out was that the real issue facing labor force is technology. We've seen over the course of the years that as companies get more efficient with getting barrels out of the ground, they actually need less workers as opposed to more. And so what happens is, is as companies get new technologies and develop, you know, their these new um, efficiencies across their projects, they can really let go of some workers or survive on, on more minimum staffing levels. And so what we've seen in, in 2020 especially was companies moved down to kind of minimum staffing levels and were still able to keep their, their production at, you know, roughly the same. And, you know, some were able to even increase near the end of 2020. So I think technology will be the greatest threat to the oil and gas industry moving forward. You know, that is a challenge because it's hard to predict when, when new, you know, massive game-changing technologies will be introduced, but that will be kind of the main inhibiting factor to the oil and gas labor force. So kind of what companies can do about that, though, is they can retrain their workforce to work with some of these technologies, to be skilled in these technologies. And to even go beyond that, uh, companies could you know, work with local universities and trade schools to you know, make sure that the skills they need are being taught in the classroom so that they have a pipeline of workers coming into the industry that have the skills that they need to work with these remote operated solutions. Um, you know, so there are ways that companies can kind of adapt to this changing reality of technology becoming, you know, a bigger player in the industry without completely wiping out the labor force. But I mean, that will be a challenge for workers in the future to make sure that they have the skills necessary to, you know, meet some of the challenges of the, you know, the workforce in the 2030s and 2040s. So we, so we do see a, yeah, a lot of kind of upheaval in the energy industry over the next decade or so. Uh, I mean, I think the focus will definitely be on 
you know, the skilled workers getting the skills they need to to thrive over the next you know decade or so. Uh, and, and so that will come with some retraining and, and some new learning. Uh, but I, I think, you know, the, the oil and gas in industry has proven, you know, to adapt to the, its environment, you know, low oil prices, you know, external shocks like COVID-19. So I'm, I'm sure the labor force will be able to meet that challenge uh, moving forward. Great. And thanks for giving us kind of your insight on the labor market and where we think things are and where we where you think things are going to be going in the future. And just to make sure our clients know that all this research and insight can be found on Connect on our upstream cost and expenditure site. And again, thank you, Jeff Nitto, for providing us with this information. And of course, um, like we always say, our analysts are always at, around for our clients to connect and to get more information from him about the labor market. And thank you again, Jeff. Great. Thank you, Sheila. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To read additional insights from our team of experts, visit our blog at www.ihsmarket.com slash energy blog. Also, if you haven't checked us out on social media, please search for IHS Market Energy on either Twitter or LinkedIn. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy solutions, visit ihsmarket.com energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.